Good evening, everybody. Stop talking. <laughs> Me too, Mike. It was show prep. It's show prep. No, it's now more in the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. This is Darius Asemi with GB Wire. Uh, welcome to another episode of Unf Unfiltered, along with two other rascals, my co-host, Steve Brandau. Yep. Uh, and also, uh, Mike Carbasi. Mm -hmm. Good evening, gentlemen. You had something you want to talk about right away? Well, I just wanted to promote, um, oh. if it's okay, uh, sure. uh, this Wake Up to the Wire. It's GV Wire. So right now you're watching uh, GV Wire's Unfiltered. It's a program we do every week, and you're included. I think it's the only show locally where you can express. Last week, a lot of people had questions, made statements. We'd like to get to them all on Facebook Live um, if you're doing it that way. But you can even go beyond just what's happening tonight by checking out what's, what's called Wake Up to the Wire. It's a GV Wire there's an email uh, that'll show up in your email every morning. First thing in the morning, you want to get caught up with local news especially, and even sometimes national and statewide stuff, you can check out uh, GV Wire's Wake Up to the Wire. Fantastic. Yep. That's awesome. Okay. First things first is the byline, right? That's right. That's right. Cool. Okay. Uh, we have a great show for you this evening. Um, should The first topic will be, should tampons, tampon machines be in sixth grade boys' restrooms. Uh, we have a great guest, Heidi Sagasser, who is a nurse at Fresno Unified. She's going to kind of uh, talk about all the issues, tampon related. Where this is we... the one we realized last week that we needed a female perspective, right? Yeah. We had three guys trying to discuss this. Female and it was... perspective with an expert, yes. who's a nurse, yes, right. who's at, on site, can actually give some great uh, insight. So uh, Heidi, good to see you. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you in, in a few minutes. Where did Heidi go? Oh. Uh, there uh, we go. Good evening, Heidi. We'll see you in a short few minutes. Uh, thank you for joining us this evening. And then the second uh, topic is, uh, should California, Ventura, and Kings Canyon streets be renamed Cesar Chavez Boulevard? Many, many residents say yes. Some say no. So we're going to discuss that, and, and to discuss that with us tonight is a senior pastor, uh, B.T. Lewis, uh, Rising Star Missionary Baptist Church. Uh, welcome, uh, uh, Pastor Lewis. We're going to see you also probably at the bottom of the hour and about uh, after we're done with the tampon uh, conversation. So looking forward to seeing you in a few minutes. But uh, before we dive into all that, rainfall. We've got a ton of rain. Let's put up uh, some of our slides. Let's start with slide seven. Uh, to date, uh, 15 and a half inches of rainfall. Normal to date is eight. Uh, the whole season, normal season is almost 11 inches. So we're getting a ton of rainfall, pretty obvious. How, how many inches of rainfall do we have right now? 
Almost, well, 15 and a half. And normal this time of year is eight, so we're almost double. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Hopefully well, the fish out in the Pacific are thankful. Well, it's fantastic, but it's, it's, it's more fantastic if we store the water. I mean, the governor a couple of days ago went in the right direction and said, okay, we're going to relax these water requirements, get as much flood water as you can, and let's store it in our aquifer. Well, that's great, but a little oh, too late. No, that's... Inga's got a question for when we get started with tampons. Uh, but we were sixth graders, too. Did you feel deprived not having tampons in our boys' bathrooms? We're going to discuss that in... Mike, did you want something? I would say, well, poverty rates are higher now than they were back then. There's a difference now. And by okay. the way, this isn't, oh, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll get, get into it. it. We'll, we'll get into it. We're into it. It's go time. No, hold on, hold on. We got, okay, rainfall. We got lots of flooding all over the valley. Uh, GB Wire, for those of you that uh, haven't paid attention, we've got incredible coverage and video coverage of um, the rain and the most recent, uh, I'm going to call it Pineapple Express because it's a, it's a warmer. Warm. Uh, it's got some pineapple, it's got some banana in it. Because uh, the colors of orange. You're, you're and losing yellow. viewers. <laughs> you're losing viewers when you go there with the. With well, actually, we're getting more viewers. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're talking about colorful fruits? Okay. Yeah. But uh, seriously, Pineapple Express, because orange, pineapple, and the yellow part represents the banana, all kind of tropical. That's what we call Pineapple Express. You know that? Didn't know something no. new you learned, Randall. From you know, I'm very suspicious of it. From an immigrant from Iran. I'm okay. Very suspicious. Okay. Um, let's put some of the other. Uh, actually, let's let's go with a couple of the videos we've got. And we got several valley roads that have actually vanished. We're oh, gonna yeah. put up. Um, there's a video right there. There's a video, and then yeah. slide four. If you yeah. That's a Kern River. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. Wow, look at that. And then there's another road that's just completely oh, washed out. Yeah. yeah. Great story on GB Wire. All the recent weather stories and what's coming up uh, next few days, and also the, the another major storm that's coming our way sometime next week. And stay tuned to GB Wire. Okay. Uh, let's move on to, yeah, do it. Let's put up slide, or uh, the video nine briefly, and then we're going to jump into Silicon Valley Bank. Okay. Yeah, that looks, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jumping, uh. Oh, a lot of water. A lot of water going yep. uh, from canals. A landslide. Into, uh, yeah, out of the canals and, and into the orchards. Orchards. Actually, flooding it. Yeah. 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 I went up uh, with Supervisor Magzig up to Mill Creek, which is yeah. kind of on the way to Pine Flat. Yeah. And 180, by the way, was close to Pine Flat when we went up there last Friday. But uh, we saw a lot of this, a lot of flooding in the orchards. There's a lot of citrus up there. And other, you know, there's some other crops as well. And uh, you saw, we saw a lot of orchards flooded out. That's incredible footage. Uh, all on uh, gbwire.com. Okay, uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Steve, you had some comments on this uh, over the week. Well, I think it's 
I mean, it's probably the preeminent story about what's going on in the country right now. I mean, and really, mm -hmm. it all started last week, like last Thursday. Here we are at Tuesday, and there's still the aftershocks of what's of what happened last week. And uh, the uh, federal government moved with the state treasurer, I mean, the uh, federal treasurer, Janet Yellen, uh, moved with uh, Jerome Powell from the Federal Reserve on Sunday to do a bailout of the banks. Now, the bailout, the, the word bailout has got a lot of negative connotation from the 2008 stuff. In this case, it wasn't quite the same level of a bailout, but it still bailed out all of the um, people who made deposits. Classical FDIC bailout or FDIC reimbursements is if you put in 250 grand or less, you're going to get everything out. You'll get everything out no matter what happens. It's guaranteed by the government. But above 200, above a quarter of a million dollars, mm -hmm. that money's uninsured. In this case, there was lots of businesses and individuals with over a quarter million. And on Sunday, the federal government stepped in and said, we'll make you whole. It doesn't matter how much you Not get out. using yeah. taxpayer money, but well, using how does that insurance. work? That's that's what government insurance always says. Who's who's tax? Well, whose money are they using? It's, it's good. It's but, free. It's free money. No, free. Yeah. I normally, on a principled base, I get what you're saying. It's really it's ridiculous that we have to bail out. But I will say, with the case of Silicon Valley Bank, they have assets. I think that are going to be leveraged towards making these payments. They just weren't liquid assets. My my worry is, I was having flashbacks to the. the I was barely finished college. It was Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers. That was the first big bank to fail. And I think I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be the same thing. But it really seems like what happened is the company didn't have enough liquid assets. And these are venture capital firms. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the new businesses, new money that's going to be created, they're, uh, they're starting to rate to get their money. And it's a panic that's really causing the problem. Is it fundamental bank problems or is it just people freaking out and the company meeting federal standards but not having enough money on hand to meet all the people that want their money out? Yeah, they had kind of a cash problem. Big basically. time. Yeah. And so, you know, but it's it's just really weird how this happened. So it's in Silicon Valley, right. where Richie Rich lives right. and all of his friends. And here on Sunday evening, the federal government says, hey, we're going to make all you rich boys out there in Silicon Valley, we're going to make you whole, right? I mean, it's still very sketchy, Mike. Right. Yeah, but you know? I also think that, unfortunately, we realize our economy is connected and it trickles down, right? If, if they fail... How is that going to affect us in the valley in our tax base? Yeah. I'm just—I think that we have to be very aggressive early on, assuming we can take their assets, make them taxpayer assets, eventually go back private. But it's like they're being a fire at your neighbor's house. I give you this mm -hmm. analogy before we were talking about it. You okay. wait for the fire to hit your home, or you're like, "Oh, there's a fire. I'm going to get my hose and start taking that thing out as fast as I can because I don't want my home to burn." No, makes sense. It's and, tough. and and I think what they did was kind of stop the contagion. That's uh, my one hope. That that's what they did. Because Monday morning, stock market opened. Things were a little bit back to normal. They bounced around, been very volatile the last two right. days of trading. Right. So we'll see how it filters out. There's other regional banks that are also suffering. So when you think of it, what was, think of it, the name Silicon Valley Bank. It's kind of like a regional bank. Right. We even have them in the Central Valley, and there's others all around the place. Not quite the same as Chase Bank, where I bank. That's mm -hmm. not a regional bank. That's a right. big you know, nationwide. Fact, Chase Bank is bailing out another bank that was hoping that was, that was hoping that we're hoping okay. it wouldn't go down. So the private banks are coming in to help out, not just the government, which is good. And some of the smaller local banks <clears throat> that don't have this exposure are getting some of the cash. 
People are pulling money out of some of those banks and putting it into mm. yeah. the smaller local. It's not illegal, but the, the scheme yeah. they're using is because of the FDIC insurance of a quarter million dollars, mm -hmm. all their millions of dollars, they're putting it firms in multiple banks all over the place. So that could be good for us in the Valley. Now, what did you hear about these banks? Well, part of the problem was investing in bonds or you were yeah, I was just reading an article over the weekend. Banks in, uh, in a lot of banks have invested in bonds, and the bond market has crashed over the last twelve months. Bond market works in inverse of interest rates. As interest rates go up, value of that bond goes down. So they've lost billions of dollars. A lot of banks, mm. and so their assets are worth a lot less today. So they're not as liquid. So, right. Okay. That just impacts us locally because a lot of our it pensions are, are, we, we bond tattoos. That's bond true. Mm. Too. We're going to jump right into tampons. Uh, okay. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. Okay. Uh, let's put up slide three. We did a poll. GV1 did a poll. Where should free tampons be made available at schools for sixth to eighth grade students? And here's the results of that poll. Girls' restrooms is really more than half the folks. Um, Responded number two, nurse's office. Uh, you can read the rest. Bring their own and uh, gender neutral. Re boys' restrooms. What was the number on boys? Zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> nobody. No nobody yeah. wanted. Right. Why would you want to put it in the boys? Because sixth graders, boys, yeah. do a lot of crazy things. Yeah. Well, we all did that when we were sixth graders. Not all. Not all. No, no. You, you were really <laughs> caught. You didn't get caught. You were polite. Exactly. <laughs> okay, did all the cool things. Okay, uh, with that, let's bring our guest, Heidi Sagasser, on. Uh, welcome, Heidi, uh, to the show. Good evening. Um, you have audio from Heidi? Okay, good, good evening, Heidi. Okay, let's, let's ask you, uh, by the way, let's put up the, the bill, uh, slide 14, authored by Christina Garcia, Democrat out of Bell Gardens, signed into law by Governor Newsom on October 8th, 2021, basically on or before the start of 2022-2023 school year, requires all public schools with grades 6, six through 12 classrooms Talk to schools' restrooms at all times with an adequate supply of menstrual products free of cost in all women's restrooms and all gender restrooms and in at least one men's restroom. Your comments uh, on that. By the way, this law passed uh, unanimously by the state legislature. Every Republican and Democrat voted for this law. Oh, I thought... I thought I read in the GBY article, Frank Bigelow. He was the only one that voted no. He no, voted no. He re registered that a no vote. He's not going to vote. Oh, not a president, but oh, not voting. Oh, okay. So everybody, basically, it was passed unanimously by this by Interesting. The state legislator. So the Republicans went all in on this nonsense, too. Republicans went <laughs> all It's all not all nonsense, but we'll get into it in a minute. Okay, we're going to get into it. Well, 0.0% of the people thinks it should be in boys' bathrooms. Yes, but when you look at the overall bill okay. and what it does, almost 0% of the entire thing is in boys' bathrooms. It's predominantly gender-neutral and women's women's restrooms. Okay. And actually, it's zero boys because it says men's restrooms. Okay. We'll go from okay. there. Um, so. Our guest. Our guest. Heidi Sagasser. Yes. A nurse. Excellent. At uh, Fresno Unified 
Welcome, Heidi, and good evening uh, to you. Tell us your opinion on this law. If uh, kids you know, want a tampon, at what age do they want a tampon? What is the process before this law? So in other words, you want a tampon, what do you do? Uh, can you walk us through that process? And um, So historically, yeah. the students would come to the nurse's office if they needed a pad. And the question is, I think nobody disputes that we need to have accessibility to um, menstrual pads for students. With, and I think that's why the bill passed. There's no doubt about it. The, prior to this point, we have always had um, menstrual pads in the nurse's office. And we provide them and we are the good thing about that is we are available to provide our students with healthcare information. If the, if, the, if the pads are just in the bathrooms, then children don't have accessibility to that information that they need. Pads are not an issue. Tampons can be because of toxic shock syndrome. I think it's 90% of the people that, that are ex, um, experienced toxic shock syndrome are young people, young women who have been using um, tampons. That's a problem. Um, I don't think anybody considered what the fallout would be for students who are not being educated prior to being given tampons. Now, I cannot, I can't even imagine somebody 12 or younger. And please keep in mind, our students are getting younger and younger when they're starting their menstruation. I can't, I personally, as a nurse, would not provide a young student who has no education with a tampon. So toxic shock syndrome is um, a syndrome, it's a bacterial infection, I believe it's Staphylococcus aureus, that there are ways of contracting it, but the highest amount of student of people that contract it are young girls who use tampons and don't know that they cannot use super absorbent tampons, that they cannot use them for an extended period of time. You have to remember our population in the schools are 18 years and younger. They're, they're not educated. There have been many girls that have had their tampons in for hours and hours, even a day. And, and they're a prime uh, target for toxic shock syndrome. The um, symptoms with toxic shock syndrome uh, are high fever, diarrhea, vomiting, which can be mistaken for the flu. If you don't address it quickly enough, you can lose your child. Understand also public, uh, uh, public buildings, uh, restrooms. Those are gonna, going to be installed. So um, you know, and, I'd, yeah. if if I could ask Heidi, Heidi, um, so if I'm going to oversimplify <clears throat> what you just told us, because last week we we really got sidetracked on the part about the boys' bathrooms, right? And we did almost all the conversation 
all the focus was on that. But more importantly, for the young girls that need them, Heidi, you as a school nurse would prefer if they came to you and got them, either it'd be free, nobody would know about it except you as the nurse, but that would allow you the opportunity to engage the young women and have a conversation with them and see how their health is doing and okay. make sure you give them the type, the warnings, the necessary warnings and so forth. Is that what I'm hearing from you? You would have preferred to That's have sure. them still dispensed through? I would prefer that they are educated about menstruation rather than just going into any bathroom and grabbing a tampon or a pad. But my, my main concern is tampon usage and the risk of toxic shock. And you have to remember, when, when they designated grades 6 through 12, if it's 6th grade, then that's, at an, that's an elementary school. That includes elementary school. So you're really looking at kindergarten through 6th grade. I last week had a student who was an 8-year-old in 2nd grade who started her period. I certainly wouldn't want her going into a bathroom and grabbing a tampon, not knowing how to use it, and risking her life. And um, when they passed this bill, and I think Darius mentioned it was Democrats out of Bell Gardens. I can't remember if you mentioned a name. Garcia. Garcia? Yeah. Okay. Christina Garcia. Did Christina Garcia get a hold of your, I'm sure you have a nursing association that school nurses um, congregate and discuss things and take positions on stuff. Did anybody from the state, any of the legislatures, get a hold of your nursing association and talk with you about your your viewpoints and your vantage point on this issue? So I think you're referring to CSNO, which is the California School Nursing Organization. Whether they did or not, I don't know. I know I was never contacted. I don't know any of my fellow school nurses that were contacted. I think input from the school nurses would have been a wise decision. The Darius and Mike, that's, this is where I have a problem, right? Is some do-gooder legislator you know, thinks they've got the answer to everything, Half the time, they don't even know what they're talking about, but they want to fix something, and, they, and somebody's told them about something. They rush out to fix something. They pass a bill like this. They don't even talk with the people that should be consulted, right? right. They don't talk with the professionals. Well, we don't know that, but possibly. Right. I was yeah. going to say, we don't know that they haven't. I know I wasn't consulted. I don't know other nurses for, that were, but that doesn't mean that they weren't. Well, I agree with you in concept because Sacramento is notorious for that. Like there's that uh, AB 742 from Assemblymember Corey Jackson in Riverside. That's the one where he's a sociology professor that doesn't want police dogs used because apparently dogs are racist even though they well, save lives, including mm -hmm. the criminals' lives. He doesn't like dogs. Well, maybe. no, but that's an example of yeah. he did not engage with the stakeholders, not with PORAC, none of those guys. I agree with you. Right. But I actually want to applaud on this show Christina Garcia for this bill. There's a reason why our poll read the way it did. There's a reason why it had unanimous support, although, yes, there was one local elected who's no longer in office uh, and voted, voted, I'm president, but I'm not going to vote, whatever that means. Um, the reality is this is about hygiene, toxic shock syndrome. And again, I'm a male. I, I understand that, but I can also reach one in 100,000. For every, for every one million people, 10 may get caught toxic shock. doesn't mean they're going to die, but it is very unless serious. That, unless it that is. one is your child. And I agree. And the point is, then the parents should know about toxic shock syndrome. They should be talking to their kids. And by the way, we're using the word tampons. The bill specifically mentions it does not have to be tampons. So the question for our local school board is, when you want to comply with AB 367, 
Are you going to make sure they're pads? That way you can avoid toxic shock syndrome. That's how that issue is avoided. But I, I really agree that our kids should engage with our nurses. Unfortunately, that doesn't always happen. But I also look at this as like, every time a kid needs to get a roll of toilet paper to go wipe their bottom, are they gonna go to the school nurse? Of course not. This is a paper hygiene product. It should be easily accessible. The cost is negligible, and I'm grateful. The one good thing that comes out of Sacramento unanimously is this The question girl. is, why is it a men's, I mean, in boys' bathroom? It says what, men's, but yeah. What, what are boys gonna do with it? So I tried- there, there are women who don't identify as men, and they menstruate. And they may be more comfortable in a boy's bathroom. And I think that was the consideration. She's correct. I, I was really trying I, hard I, to find out. As a nurse, as a school nurse, the politics is not my interest. My interest is the best health care for our students. I don't want to risk any students' health. And I and I agree that the the products should be accessible to all students. I just think there are certain things we should have taken into consideration first. We obviously will be taking it into consideration. It just may be a little backwards, the approach. How wonderful was what she said. I'm so grateful for what she said. It's not about the politics, it's about the kids' health. Totally. And I it, really appreciate it. it. That's, that's the kind of nurse I had when I was a kid. I right. Thank you, I love that. It, um, it I, is about uh, no, our was, kids and their great. future. I, I do want to add one thing though, Please. This and I learned this okay. just last week. This will not apply to every public school. It's in public schools that have a 40% or higher poverty rate amongst the students. That's a lot. It's pretty much all of Fresno. That's a lot of Fresno right. Unified. But there are some schools that are not going to be required. Like, like well, that Silicon Valley High School? <laughs> maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. <clears throat> Did yeah. you guys all... This, there was a similar law passed in Oregon about a year ago. And now <clears throat> they're trying to repeal that law. There's several uh, legislators in or Oregon are, are, are trying to repeal the tampon in boys' bathroom. Oh, so, just that part of it? Just that part, yeah. Senate Bill 246 would remove the requirement for charter schools and, and bathrooms designated for males. This has led to debates about whether or not boys' bathrooms should have tampons and sanitary. I have no idea what the circumstances of that case are. Um, it's their right to do that, but when you look at the crime issues we've had, I don't think California wants to emulate Portland or, or Oregon, Oregon, so I'll let them do their own thing. Well, we know that Walmart closed down a couple of stores in or in, in uh, Portland. Yes. Because of too much theft. Too much or, theft, or, yeah. or other right. issues. That's what it comes down to. Maybe there was, yeah. Okay, uh, Heidi, we want to thank you. Please um, uh, stick around. Uh, don't go anywhere uh, if you want to stick around and watch the rest of the show. And we may have some questions for you uh, later on, especially at the end when we, when we wrap up, which should be in about 30 minutes uh, or less. A uh, couple of comments on Facebook Live. It's uh, Robert Wharton. It's a waste of money. Let's be real. Um, and also, I think Robert had another question earlier. Are we putting urinals in girls' bathrooms <laughs> now, you, too? You want to know how much it's going to cost? I have that number. Okay. So, so fortunately, California, we don't tax like fresh foods. We no longer tax uh, women hygiene products like pads and tampons. Uh, that's about $2 million in revenue we don't get, but that's okay because it increases access. It's estimated that there are 919,000 female students that will benefit from this program statewide in schools that meet the criteria. And the cost roughly is going to be estimated at $2 million a year. That's about right. Yeah. Negligible when you consider the overall budget. Yeah. I mean, what's the cost of toilet paper? Probably a little bit more than that. 
That's right. Okay. With that, uh, we want to thank Heidi again for joining us. Heidi, please stick around if you have a few more minutes, uh, because we're now going to invite Pastor B.T. Lewis uh, to join us to discuss name change. Uh, we're changing. Is it what, what are we changing? Fresno's name or what? <laughs> so the proposal or, is to, to change. And Pastor Lewis gave a very impassioned speech before the council. I know he's going to do a great job explaining it tonight. It's to change Kings Canyon Boulevard to Cesar Chavez Boulevard. Does it also involve uh, Ventura and California? Yes, yes. I, I, I beg your pardon. That's correct, and that's what Pastor Lewis is going to talk about. Okay, those portions that affect West Fresno. So this is is come at the council or is coming in front of council? It was in front of council this okay. last meeting. It comes back to council on March third for a second vote, or yes. So it's a, one of the two vote processes, yes. one and two, right? Yep. And it was passed last week. Yes. Okay. Unanimously. No. Oh, no. Uh, okay. I believe it was 6-1. Okay. So I think a lot of people who don't spend a lot of time the south end of town are going to ask some real simple questions, mm -hmm. so I'm going to ask for them. So why does it say California, Ventura, and Kings Canyon? Are you name, naming three different streets, all Cesar Chavez? Or so how is that? Work? I think it's because... They eventually will become one street. You know, it's, that's the road that actually Kings Canyon, Ventura, California yeah. are all lined up. Part of Ventura, up, kind of. Yeah. I, it's on the screen actually. There we go. Oh yeah, there you go. Perfect. There it is. Yeah. So I, I actually have not developed the bill. I just received it like anyone else. Who, 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 who's, who developed the bill? The sponsors, I believe, and Pastor Lewis can correct me. Council members as far as Chavez and Arias. Now. Okay. I, I learned this after the vote, and I, I learned that originally, looks like California wasn't part of the, that. It was added later. And I do have some questions about that, oh, why yeah. that was done. Because California think, seems to be where a lot of the... It's not parallel. So I'm wondering why that was added. And I am going to ask those questions. You see, because see, Ventura and Keys Canyon are partially parallel, same line. Right. At, at Cedar, it changes. And then you've got California, which is downtown, but not parallel at all. So I'm, I'm a little curious. Let's let uh, Pastor Lewis... Get us dialed in on now that, that that parallel stuff only works if you believe the world is round, not flat. I don't know, Steve. Okay, Pastor <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Lewis, <laughs> Lewis, welcome uh, to the show to uh, GV Wire Unfiltered. Uh, thank you for joining us on this uh, rainy um, Tuesday evening. Uh, why don't you shed some light uh, from your perspective? By the way, we invited other uh, folks to this show. Uh, Council. Council members Chavez was invited, and and. And RES were invited, okay, uh, but they were not available. They were not available to join us this evening. So, uh, Pastor BT Lewis, you have the floor for your from your perspective, since the other council members uh, did not that were co-sponsors of this bill are not here this evening. Tell us what you know of this bill, of this proposal, uh, what the challenges are, what the objections are, and what should this bill have been. Well, good evening, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. It's good to see uh, uh, some of my dear friends in government. Uh, good to see Steve Brandau again. Hope the family is well. And good to see you again, Mike, as well. And uh, Darius, uh, we've met uh, several years ago, but uh, uh, I am an uh, admirer of your work here in our city. Um, I um, uh, let me let so so the proposal. Uh, is to change uh, Kings Canyon Avenue, Ventura Avenue, and um, California Avenue, uh, change it uh, to Avenidas 
Cesar Chavez. Um, and uh, there, was, there has been some back and forth over the last uh, year. I think in uh, 1997, that proposal proposed that uh, 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 the change to, if I remember correctly, uh, the change to all three sections of the road uh, to Avenida Cesar Chavez. It uh, was vetoed, I believe, by Jim Patterson, and uh, it never made it back to uh, the dais, uh, from what I understand, for a second vote. And then it uh, it was brought up again in early 2022. And at that time, uh, Mike can certainly correct me, uh, 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 at that time, uh, I believe that the resolution called for a, a committee to be formed that would uh, do some due diligence in our communities and in, in, and in particular, the communities impacted directly by uh, the name change and, uh, and, uh, and, cr and create a, a system for community engagement uh, uh, around this uh, issue. And uh, that seems to have not happened. And so uh, that's one thing we would like to see. Uh, uh, this kind of happened, the California Avenue piece was just noticed at the last minute because at one point it was out, then California was back in. And so um, uh, I also didn't appreciate, which it, and it may not have been deliberate, I'm willing to say that, but on the agenda uh, uh, for city council on Thursday, it was uh, California was not included in the surface agenda, but it was included uh, in the uh, uh, resolution, the supporting documents, uh, the the actual resolution, and so that's one thing that has uh, kind of irritated our community is that we did not have a chance to weigh in on the idea of changing California Avenue in West Fresno, and so the the, the Kings Canyon. There's a group of citizens in Kings in the Kings Canyon area, in the Ventura area. Each all each each of those uh, neighborhoods in our uh, city have um, some concerns, and then of course there's some for it, some against it. But they have some concerns about um, the uh, uh, the the changing those street names. Our concern is this: is that California Avenue in West Fresno is a, an integral part of African-American history in our city. Uh, uh, we, we, I, I think I mentioned uh, in the op-ed that I wrote uh, the uh, analogy to death by a thousand cuts. And so while it may seem uh, insignificant to some folks, um, uh, it, is, uh, it, is, is a, it is a concern uh, that uh, our, it, it seems that our, legacy and our heritage in this community is being eroded slowly. And so I have nothing against Cesar Chavez uh, as a leader and uh, as a person worthy of being honored. I would just not like to see uh, California Avenue again, which is uh, a thoroughfare in uh, West Fresno that uh, is important uh, it's Edison High School is on California Avenue. Uh, Westside Church of God is on California Avenue. California Avenue is a critical thoroughfare in West Fresno for people that have lived there most of their lives. Um, another concern is this, is that uh, some of my uh, uh, council persons have raised other 
streets that have been named for African-Americans. One point I made this afternoon uh, is this, is that we're not asking that this be named for an African-American. Uh, the people that I'm working with are asking that it not be renamed at all. Uh, the streets that have been named for African-Americans like Audra McDonald, uh, Reverend Chester Riggins and Martin Luther King Avenue have only renamed uh, a few blocks or a small portion of a street. Uh, this change is going to cover uh, an almost 11 mile uh, 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 distance of the width of our city from Temperance to Marks. And that, that is concerning. Uh, uh, and we are about, uh, we're getting ready uh, to uh, figure out uh, how our council uh, is going, maybe Mike can answer how our council is going to uh, do the research and figure out how many businesses are impacted, how many residents are impacted, especially in those high density areas, uh, what kind of impact, finance, fiscal impact, and and um, so it's not just about history and heritage, it's about the physical impact of people having to change driver's licenses, um, uh, uh, passports, um, uh, uh, and all kinds of government documents, uh, uh, legal documents, because of this name change and the broadness of it. And so uh, I would advocate that um, council would look for another place in our city. We are... We are we are a, a city that is still developing uh, uh, all over the city. And so I would, I, I would advocate that we okay. look for another uh, thoroughfare, another street, another boulevard to rename or to name as uh, Avenidas Cesar Chavez. Thank you, Pastor, uh, for that uh, <clears throat> great explanation and introduction. Several questions on what is the cost? Uh, estimated $1 million cost to for the businesses and actually changing the the plaques on the on the streets, uh, Councilmember Arias, <clears throat> in one of our interviews, said that uh, the city of Fresno is investing 150 million dollars in West Fresno and recent projects, including a new campus for Fresno City College, and saying that it, uh, you know the, the the name change was part of a 1993 plan that you, you alluded to, uh, Pastor Lewis. Uh, and then, of course, it, it, it was passed uh, with the first vote, and then the uh, city council reversed itself after a backlash. Back in '93. Back in '93. So, what's why are we talking about '93? Is that just kind well, of a originally throw, when, when throw was, a little shade on what they're doing now? Is what it sounds like well, to me. I, I think it, <laughs> the point was brought up by Councilmember Arias. Actually, he mentioned it and mentioned Jim Pedersen did that to say this isn't a new. Talked about this before. But I'm a little concerned when I'm hearing about the California Avenue piece. Uh, was that yeah. added last minute? Because uh, I'm going to double check on that. Um, I do well, we know it was. We know now because we're being told. But at the time, I had no idea until I found out. Well, uh, Pastor Lewis made some of the same um, qualified statements uh, passionately in front of council before they took the vote. Uh, so Unfortunately, he did get cut off, though, because... We're at three minutes. Unfortunately, that did happen. Well, but yes, you're right. I know that he made some of those comments yes, that right. they were not expecting California yes. to be included, right? right? So, you know, I have a host of different questions, and and Pastor, you could you can jump in and answer a couple of them, or Mike, maybe you can yeah. answer them. So, there's a couple of them. Um, what uh, many of us have heard um, throughout the breezeways of Fresno County is that uh, Councilman Arias added. Um, California Avenue right at the last minute. And that could explain why 
it was not included on the agenda that Pastor Lewis read and others read. So they're un now unprepared, right? Now they have not had a community meeting. They haven't had any preparation, any conversation about it. So it takes the community by surprise, which is never good, no. right? So there's that component. And I don't know whether it was added at the last... It appears that it was added out of nowhere, which it was very defended by um, Councilman Arias when he made his comments, defended that it should be included. Um, so that's real sketchy to me. But even moving beyond that... Why would you be more passionate, Mike, about removing it from the California when an equal number or there was a lot of people from the Kings Canyon section that also are not interested in changing the name? So right. why, how do we justify only zeroing in on one part of it instead of all parts of it? And if Pastor Lewis has talked about other sections that have been renamed before very, uh, you take a little slice of a street and you name it. Fresno County is going through a process with that, for that right now on a Fresno right. County street. But we're just renaming a little slice of something in honor. Um, we're not renaming an 11-mile <clears throat> section. So right. how do I'd like to know how you guys justify just only talking about how you justify only talking about the California portion. But then I, uh, when it comes to the California portion, I want to know, why wasn't that included ahead of time? Right. The, why didn't the community know about it? So I'll do my best to answer your question, but I'm not one of the bill sponsors. I didn't do anything to get this on the agenda. It just was on there when I was voting for it. Um, I will say, by the way, like Tom Seaver Lane and Audra McDonald that passed, the pastor mentioned, those aren't official name changes. They're, they're ceremonial. So for the purposes of businesses and driver's license and those things, it keeps the original street name on there. It doesn't mm -hmm. cost as much to taxpayers. This is a very big deal. That's a good point. The California thing, we had people from both sides very impassioned. West Fresno, though, historically has been left behind. We know that. And I think a lot of us have a very soft spot for West Fresno. So when you have pastors coming forward, not just B.T. Lewis, but other pastors, they come by and they say, we feel like in the civil rights movement, we fought for everyone's rights. And when it comes to us, you're not fighting for us. I have to say, I take that with a little bit more weight than anyone else. So mm -hmm. that's why I'm a little ex more concerned about the California side, the Kings Canyon side. Mm -hmm. That's just that's just where I'm coming from. You know, Robert. I got to inter interject. Robert Wharton has got a very interesting comment. They could house two homeless people with that kind of money. The way they budget for it. That's the, <laughs> Sadly, he's probably right. Inga Inga says that's ridiculous. Referring to the million dollar cost, and Inga's got a good point earlier. Why not take a um, piece of the free a freeway along Fresno, and and, and label that. Cesar Chavez, instead of taking like California Avenue. I think we've done that. We've done, we recently we did have a free, freeway Costa, with Levy, for a former, Costa. no, a former council member, Esther Padilla. We did an interchange for her or something like that. Yeah. And Levy? Yes, Sharon Levy. And then Joe, oh, Joe Levy, excuse Joe, me. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I think, though, you also have a very large Hispanic community that, especially in South Fresno, they're, they're a big part of the community. And Cesar Chavez is an important figure to them. And they want to honor this person. So I mean, wouldn't you want to honor someone if it was someone that meant something to you? We all would. Right. I think that you're putting a lot more people out on the California side than the other side. Because Kings Canyon, we have a national park named Kings Canyon. While I don't think it's the end of the world, I'm still we still got a lot of good letters and pleas from the people uh, on the Sunnyside portion. And mm -hmm. here, here's the other thing, Steve. In the end, we can vote to do this. The USPS has to approve it, and the county board of supervisors has to approve the county portions of that's it. That's fantastic. That's another that's issue that's going to come up, by the Pastor way. Pastor Lewis, come see us over at the county. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder, I mean, I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, yeah. I have a 
I don't know. I don't know exactly how it's going to work either. But uh, know. You, you know, but that's another thing. Was the county consulted? No, was I, I bet. So I bet so, not. You know, this is just you know. So I get what Pastor Lewis is saying, hundred percent. I'd be fighting for my community too. I think that's what he should be doing. By the way, um, Pastor, you're still literally on uh, city staff, right? So here you are uh, working in the mayor's administration, and you never heard of this. So to me, the whole thing's kind of sketchy. What is the mayor's no, I position? Did, I had heard of it. And uh, 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 Pat, Pastor Lewis, oh, what, uh, what, what is the mayor's position on this? Well, I think you know, the mayor is uh, uh, making some calls and trying to uh, come to uh, 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 some kind of agreeable proposal. Uh, uh, so I don't know exactly what his position is on it. I had heard of this about a year ago, and they asked me how I felt about as a liaison to the yeah. BIPOC community in the city of Fresno, the black and indigenous people of color uh, from the mayor's office. Uh, he asked me what I thought about it. And I told him that I would rather this not uh, come into Southwest Fresno. Uh, and um, and uh, so uh, he agreed that that was something that uh, okay. uh, probably shouldn't have at the time. And so, uh, but I'm not sure uh, how, how uh, I'm not sure how his conversations are going with some of the other members on uh, city council. I know that there are strong opinions in all three areas of our city. And so, so there's, uh, Pastor, there's several questions uh, okay. uh, on our on our Facebook live feed. I think uh, Steve just tried to respond to one of them. Mm -hmm. Is uh, and the question is: Has anyone asked the Hispanic community if they like the change? And we're making assumptions that they do. Because yeah. The, and so, if that question is for me, I think one of the challenges uh, on Thursday was that we did not hear. Uh, that kind of report from uh, the sponsors of this uh, of this change, and so I think uh, 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 Councilman Chavez mentioned that he had talked to about two hundred people, uh, but I think there was no uh, organized strategic due diligence done uh, to survey uh, the communities, uh, especially those that are directly impacted and that surround this eleven mile their affair across our city. That's something still okay. yet to be done. Yeah. Let me say it like that, because I'm hopeful that city council will uh, engage in that kind of community engagement process. I suspect in the next meeting, there's gonna be a lot more thorough and thoughtful discussion amongst the council members in public. Um, and we'll see if a change is brought forward. I do wanna add one thing that you made a good point about the Sunnyside folks. So we did actually get a very good letter from Karen Musson outline the history of Sunnyside. Being from where we're both from North, Northwest Fresno, mm -hmm. a lot of the Armenian community actually were redlined out of Northwest Fresno and they mm -hmm. had to go live in Sunnyside. Mm -hmm. So Sunnyside has history too. I don't want to downplay that, but I, I, I'm not quite sure myself yet, despite the great letter, um, how that's going to redefine the Sunnyside area by changing C Kings Canyon Boulevard well, versus the California I, issue. I don't even see, and, and you know, I'm very open to what Pastor Lewis is saying, but I'm asking you, what is the difference? Well, I mean, so the folks in the West Side, mm -hmm. they don't want to change California. Correct. What, because there's a church on one corner and some other old businesses on another corner? Is right. that not and true with Kings Canyon? Is that, I mean, so it's the same. It's the same. The same... Um, arguments could be <clears throat> used on both both sections. 
right? Totally. We should poll this. Yes, absolutely. This, this is a good idea for a poll. Yeah. This is a poll that will be fired up tomorrow. Uh, please pay attention to it and, yeah. and, uh, and submit your responses. Okay. Um, okay. Any final comments in one minute or less, Pastor? I'm going to wrap this up. Oh, no. I appreciate your time and I appreciate the discussion. And uh, I thank, uh, thank each of you for your openness. Uh, and uh, we're going to uh, continue uh, to work with our city council to try to come to uh, a uh, amenable resolution uh, for all of our communities, Sunnyside, Kings Canyon, uh, Ventura, and Southwest Fresno. I want to answer Kyle Lawson's question. Yeah. Kyle asked a great fundamental question. Why is this happening in the first place? So as we learned, there was some history with this, potentially changing the name years ago. Um, it's because three council members brought it forward. They wanted to propose it, and that's why we're here. Okay. And Inga's comments is, I think we should leave the street names to flowers and uh, tree names. Well, I mean, look, you've got MLK Boulevard. Now, and I, I'm making the point that it's iconic now. I mean, he was a great American. I can't believe it took us till the 80s to make a national holiday for him. But he's an iconic American, and he, we have a West Side Street by Edison named after him. I don't think right. we'd ever take that away. Right. And I think <clears throat> history has judged him to be a great American. I don't know if Pastor has a thought on that, if he's still on. Yeah, I have a thought. Can you hear me? Please. Yes, sir. So my, here's my thought is that uh, Dr. King had global impact, you know, and as far as I understand, Cesar Chavez, yeah, although his impact was great, uh, his impact was uh, more uh, uh, central to uh, the state of California. And, mm -hmm. and, and, that's, and that's great impact. I'm not saying it's not great. I'm just saying uh, we gave Dr. King's name a few blocks on Fig Avenue. It, it, it does not even, it changes back to Fig Avenue the further south that you go from Pottle. Uh, I can't point. remember yeah, where it cuts off. And not so uh, we're point. talking about 11 miles across our city. And I just think that we can find a better, more equitable way to honor Cesar Chavez without uh, changing uh, the street that uh, spans 11 miles across our city. global reach, but Cesar Chavez, it, this is the epicenter of where he had reach. I mean, pre President, uh, <clears throat> Senator Kennedy came here. A lot of people mm -hmm. came here because of the movement. So I would say, though, to be fair, I agree with your argument for Dr. King, but I also think that if we're ever going to name a street somewhere for him, it's probably the city of Fresno at some place. Okay, anyway, I accept that. I respect that, Doc, because that, that, yeah, that's helpful. Yep. Okay. See how we can get along. We can disagree, but we find a way. We'll, we'll find a path forward, Pastor, I'm confident, by the next meeting. That's my hope. Uh, Inga's point, uh, many do not support Chavez, but everyone supports what Dr. S Dr. King stood for. Oh. I want to clarify. I, I told this joke to my colleague. This is not Luis Chavez Boulevard. It's Cesar Chavez Boulevard. So, okay. no, I told Luis that he laughed at that joke. Okay. Uh, Robert Wharton, we should be putting money into investing into our city to bring businesses here. At some point, we're going to talk about why so many businesses, especially in our industrial area, are moving, are not coming to Fresno and going to Visalia. A combination of litigation, lack of opportunity, threats of litigation, uh, and uh, lack of space. Lack of space in Fresno and an open arm. Uh, Almost city of, every other. Uh, city. Mainly city of Visalia, <laughs> where they're, they're great 
Plaza Drive industrial section is uh, yep. attached or connected to their most premium uh, residential neighborhoods in all of Visalia. We're, it's going to be one of the upcoming um, episodes of GB Wire Unfiltered. Stay tuned. We'll see how many millions of square feet of industrial space and, and thousands of jobs that the city of Fresno is losing as a result of threats of litigation, lack of avail availability, etc. So stay tuned. Uh, coming up soon. Mike? Well, good. Comments? Yeah, it'd be interesting if there's a change. It'd be interesting if uh, Councilman Arias backpedals a little bit on the um, California portion. I myself think that, uh, so Pastor Lewis, this is my takeaway after serving at the city for years and even somewhat at the county, but this mostly deals with the city. They want your opinion when they're 90% sure that you're going to agree with them. When they're like 90% sure that you're going to agree with them, then they hold a community meeting and everybody says, oh, this is great. When they're not so sure, then they don't hold that meeting. And that, yeah. that's what happened here. <laughs> okay, uh, Heidi Sagasser, are you still with us? I am. Okay. Excellent. Any final thoughts uh, as you wrap this up? Uh, any, any one minute uh, final thoughts or comments or recommendations uh, to the GB Wire Unfiltered audience about topics that we discussed this evening? Um, just that I wish that the nurses that would be um, would be taken into account when making healthcare decisions for our students. I okay. Right. Ask her follow-up question. Please, please, Mike. What would you say is the number one issue in terms of the with your years of experience with the health of uh, health of the kids in in your care? Um, is it obesity? Is it um, I don't know, soda, I don't know. I mean, is it mental? We're hearing about mental? this yes. uh, suicide or depression among young women now yeah. is a nationwide epidemic, practically. I mean, I'm not a medical, I'm not staying yeah, legally, absolutely. but right. I mean, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. What should we as policymakers and what should our the parents of children be looking out for right now? And fentanyl I being think, an issue. I think our, well, fentanyl, of course, but I think... And remember, I'm I'm primarily concentrated in an elementary school, but I think we have a growing mental health care need, and it is not being addressed like it should be. Thank you. Maybe we'll do an episode on that. Mental health, health, children. Mental health you. for our kids. Uh, Hopefully you'll come back. Okay. And Pastor Lewis, uh, final thoughts and comments uh, to the GBWAR unfiltered audience. No, I just uh, I would just uh, like to thank you for this time, and uh, please uh, uh, make sure you uh, chime in with your council person and give them your opinion on this name change of uh, Kings Canyon, Ventura, and California Avenue. Thank you, Pastor. Okay, we're good. Final That's another good anything? show. Any final comments? I want to read the Angus' final comments. Maybe they should. They need Narcan. That's uh, fentanyl in bathrooms instead of I, tampon. I think that they just passed a rule regarding Narcan. They're making it illegal. No, 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 no. Oh. They're, <laughs> they're increasing accessibility in California. Either it's going to be at no charge. Something just happened with Narcan. Okay. We'll discuss it on a future show. All right. And on that note, uh, thank you for watching this episode of uh, GV Wire Unfiltered. Have a great week. Uh, check up on, uh, actually, yeah, there you go. Wake up to the wire. 
for the latest local, state, and national news, uh, please, especially local news, uh, tune in to uh, the GB Wire um, uh, Wake Up to the Wire newsletter. And um, we hope to see all of you next week. Take care. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, Hadi. Bye,